All right, folks, here we go. Another week has come and gone. It's the look back. The 11th week has 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 taken place. We're getting down to it. Everybody has played at least double-digit games. Once you get past Thanksgiving, the stretch begins. Where teams figure out, are we good enough or aren't we good enough? And like I said, it was a lot of intrigue going on this past Sunday. A lot of upsets, too. You know, they say this envy any given Sunday. It really is for real this year. Like I said, a team like look at a team like Tennessee. I mean, they they've been so good against such great opponents, and then they lay an egg at home to the Houston Texans of all teams. But like I said, we'll get to all that. But obviously, we'll start with the Eagles in a game that. You and I pretty much for the first time all year, not only did they win at home, not only did they finally win back-to-back games for the first time, this was a game that really wasn't you, – you knew when you woke up on Sunday and you and you sat around and watched the game. Well, I, I didn't sat around and watch it. I was on the road most of the day. But you knew they were going to win. You knew from the kickoff they were going to beat that team. And that's exactly what happened. The Saints had no chance in hell. And even though in the fourth quarter they they tried to make a comeback, it was too little too late. The Eagles did a, did enough of a beatdown that there was nothing the Saints could do. And obviously Jalen Hurts is getting more and more comfortable. This running attack is the best in football. And obviously we're getting to a point where the playoffs aren't a thought now. It's a potential given the way the rest of the schedule goes. So my so looking at this looking at the game on Sunday which we'll evaluate as well. I have this weird feeling in a year where there really is no dominant team. There really is no dominant team. And if the Eagles do not only make the playoffs, let's say they make the playoffs as a 6 seed, a wild card team and they get they'll get the 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 third seed. The possibility is Let's say they this this running game is strong enough. Could they actually not only make it, but could they actually win that wild card game? Is it is it possible the Eagles could could even overachieve more than they already have to, to this point as the season continues? So go ahead with your thoughts. Well, I mean, in terms of winning the wild card, anything can happen in one in one game. Um, you know, and it, it would all depend on the matchup that they get, but. You know, again, anything can happen in a game. You know, we just saw, like you said, the Texans just just beat the Titans. Um, we saw a couple of weeks ago the Bills lose to um, um, the Jets. So, you know, anything can happen in a one-game matchup. So there's always that possibility. But nonetheless, you just look at this game, um, and, yeah, the Eagles are coming on strong, man. They, they About a month ago, yeah, about four games ago was when they um, Nick Sirianni finally changed the offense around, went to more of a running attack, sort of similar to the um, Ravens-style offense, and it's paid off. Jalen Hurts has played really well. Um, There's two games in a row they went up against top ten, potentially top five defenses, and the offense has played great. The offensive line has dominated. Like you said, the running game has been just unstoppable practically um, and Jalen Hurts has played at a borderline MVP caliber level for the last two weeks so 
you know, there's there's that growth that I was talking about, man, that we need to see if, if Jalen Hurts is going to be a franchise quarterback. We needed to see growth as a player, and we need to see consistency over the course of the season. So, you know, this, this offense is starting to get more and more consistent. Jalen Hurts is playing better. So we've got six games left in the season, hopefully more, because – we're within striking distance of not only the seventh seed but the sixth seed. Um, so hopefully we end up with more games, but we got at least six games left on the schedule. We'll have to see how the how the team plays over these last six games. It's obviously we were obviously through the um, the toughest part of the schedule. We got a lot of NFC East matchups plus the Jets coming up. So you know if if there's any team that is set to make a run in December. In the NFC, it, it is the Eagles. They have the easiest schedule in the NFL the rest of the way. So, um, yeah, we just got to wait and see what happens. But this game coming up against the Giants, they got to they gotta continue what they've been doing recently. Yeah, I mean, just, you know, I watched most of the game for where I was at, you know, riding and then eating and all that. But... Just seeing what I saw, it's just that this team is ready to make a run. And they're playing their best football at the properly at the right time. That with six games left, all you have is two games with the with Washington, two games with the Giants, including this weekend, and then the Jets. And none of them are good enough right now. The Cowboys game probably won't matter at all. That's the cool thing. You don't even have to worry about what the Cowboys do from here on out. But really, it's just looking at this game, just looking at this situation is that, you know, like I said, a month ago, we were ready to say goodbye to Sirianni after one, as a one and done head coach. Jalen Hurts is not the guy. And then it's, the defense is not good enough and getting. But hey, they, they make the adjustments. And if you can make the adjustments, and, and it works out, favorable matchups, it worked well. And it's worked well here to this point the last three or four weeks. I mean, obviously, in the last four weeks, they've won three, three or four. And they, they do, you know, they're running the ball well. Booby Miles came back in the lineup, and he had a great running game. Like I said, things are just good. I mean, Darius Slay is the guy that we thought we were getting when we traded for him. Big play Slay. Every time he scores, the Eagles win normally. So, like I said, everything's coming together here with this team. And like I said, the O-line has really been the big deal, especially when Lane Johnson came back. Lane Johnson coming back was has been, has been the big difference in why we're running the ball and why we're having a hell of a lot more success doing it because he's great at that. Every time you, you, you put that traffic there to the right where he is a great right tackle, Things just work out well, you know. He makes that that push, and it's worked out for a lot of success this season. And dude, like I said, they keep this up. And and like I said, they played the best run defense, and they played the worst run defense. And it doesn't matter. They beat they beat them up. And like I said, as far as the potential, like I said, right now they're in the ninth seed. But they're only a, a half a game out of the seventh seed and the sixth seed, and more importantly, that those two teams that hold it 
49ers and the Vikings will be playing each other on Sunday. Which means it's almost a guarantee if the Eagles take care of their business, they'll be in a wild card spot going into their bye. And then the schedule really becomes their their savior playing nothing but NFC East games moving forward. So, like I said, they can't just change anything. I think what they're doing is really good. Like I said, the Giants are are, are nothing and a nobody right now with what they've gone through this week. Terrible loss to Tampa Bay. Letting go of Jason Garrett, who was never should have been hired in the first place. And a, a front office and a, and a general manager that needs to be retooled, restructured, and replaced. So, I feel very confident in this Eagles team. Because, like I said, I really don't see any any team to really outplay them for the rest of the year. I really don't. I think this Eagles team is on the verge of probably winning 9, 10 you know, ten games, and that will be good enough for one of those wild card spots. And we'll see what happens when we get past January 9th. Because depending on the matchups and the and the team's momentum, it's not it's not a surprise and not a, a a shock to see an upset. Because normally in the wild card round, road teams have won more than the home team nearly sixty percent over the last ten years. So we'll see what happens. I'm not going to jump. Into the conclusions, but I really believe that with the schedule and with the situation, this Eagles team is in in the in the driver's seat right now. They really are. Yeah, well, yeah, the offensive line has just been dominant, and it's obviously been huge for the team. Um, and yeah, there's a good chance that they can win ten games, um, but don't don't look past the Giants either. Um, you know, one thing that always makes me a little bit nervous is when these teams fire a head coach or one of their, or like an offensive coordinator, um, the next game or two, the the team tends to respond a lot of times to that. And, you know, we saw that a little bit earlier in the year with the Raiders getting, when, when getting, they got rid of Gruden, um, you know, for two games, they were playing great with the, I don't even know who, I, I keep forgetting the name of their head coach, but you know, um, now look at them. Now they're a mess again. But, you know, teams do respond a lot. It's like uh, when you bench your goaltender in hockey and you put the backup goalie in and, you know, for a game, it get, it gets the it gets, it, the, the, the rest of the team tends to step it up. So um, I wouldn't look past the Giants here. They, they can still um, – they, can, they could potentially still be a dangerous team, and when you're talking about divisional rivalries, that just makes it tougher. So, well, I'm not overlooking anybody. You know me. I I, I look at the next matchup. I'm not looking at what could happen in Week 18. Like I said, the Giants. The, like I said, the game is in at the Meadowlands. It's not going to be here. So yeah, that does that does provide a challenge. But I, but I'm not really concerned because this team right now they're they're they don't know where they're going and Freddie Kitchens is now taking over offensive play calling. He's now their offensive coordinator moving forward. <coughs> but he he's not but he's not a bright guy. We saw him in Cleveland. He couldn't help Baker Mayfield out of a paper bag. So, like I said, I'm not concerned. I mean, yeah, I'm not going to overlook the Giants or any other teams down the road. But I'm going to be, be real honest because it's like the Saints. 
you know, I had my nervousness for a while, but then when I look deep and deep in, and you know how I am, I look deep into a team and their mindset and their injuries and their situation. And then I wake up and I'm like, they'll take care of their business. I know they will. Like I said, not a lot of teams have that mindset. Obviously, we've seen this past week, a lot of teams really got overlooked or just didn't care. And like I said, I don't think this Eagles team has is is like that right now. They they know what they are. They are a team that's overachieving, which is a dangerous, which is more dangerous and more unpredictable than underachieving. Because it's easy to underachieve. We all know that. But overachieving is comes out of nowhere. It comes with very much. Remember, the USA Today predicted only three wins by the Eagles. Think about this. The Eagles have five wins already. More than last year, they've only been favored in two of their of their 11 games. So, like I said, according to Vegas. So, like I said, it's already been a success, no matter what else happens the rest of the year. But we see what we see. We see the competition. We see how this conference, this division, everything is. The, 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 you know, the, the everything's is gravy right now. So, but like I said, I, I'm not going to overlook the Giants. I'm not. I'm not. I I know that this Giants team is a is a team that is changing, making adjustments. But we'll see what happens. I mean, they have played respectable football up to up to the Monday night matchup. So they got their ass whipped to Brady. But we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. That's all I can tell you. Yeah, definitely, man. We, we, uh, we'll obviously be previewing that game on Sunday. Yep. And like I said, it's great to, it's like I said, it's great to be an Eagles fan again. It looks very much like that. But it's not great to be some, some fans of other teams. Like I said, if you're the Buffalo Bills fans, for, you know, you're, you're not in the overachieving business. You're in the underachieving business. Because one, nobody expected the Patriots to be a nobody expected the Patriots to be a contending team or at least a, a a bigger threat than they are, and here they are in first place. The lollygagging and the and the and the fall asleep behind the wheel tells me that the Bills are now an overrated football team. They just look overrated now because they let Carson Wentz and the Colts and maybe the best back. In the 2020 draft, Jonathan Taylor, my boy, go out there and just dominate you on your home floor. Just dominating y'all tells me that there's something ain't right with the with the Bills. And like I said, we're getting to that point of the year where I have a a, a big question mark about a lot of so-called Super Bowl contenders. So so tonight we're gonna do something we normally don't do. We're going to play a game called who do you trust more so i'm going to give you three teams in the afc and i'm going to tell you do you trust them or do you don't trust them so we're going to go with the tennessee titans the buffalo bills and the kansas city chiefs now obviously the chiefs were super bowl contenders coming in but they hit a a, a patch early where defensively they were the worst defensive football, and then Patrick Mahomes wasn't playing at his best, and things just weren't going well. But over the last several weeks, the defense has given up the third least points in football, 
and they're winning games and they're starting to climb back into the into the hunt now. For Buffalo, we were just saying I was just saying here they are, a team that looked like all tools together they were going to win they were going to win it all. They were going to win the AFC. They're going to win in LA and so far on February 13th, Josh Allen's going to be the runaway MVP, maybe coach of the year. Sean McDermott, no, uh, great defense and stuff. Here we are, pa- just past halfway, and at the Thanksgiving at the Thanksgiving time, in second place, and and head scratching losses. And then there's the Tennessee Titans, who currently lead the AFC, and it's hard to really say that they have flaws, but they do have flaws. Because they let a, a lonely Houston Texans team come in there into their house and dominate them for 60 minutes. And obviously not having Derrick Henry could be the first the first arc of a potential vulnerability that this team's going to struggle with if this team's going to win win it win the conference. So in my situation, am I telling you here with who do you trust more of those three teams? Tell me their strengths, their weaknesses, and who do you trust the best out of those three so-called contenders? Okay, well, the Chiefs, um, you know, they're, you can say, yeah, their defense has played better the last few weeks, but they still have a garbage defense. Let's face the facts. Um, they, did, they did shut down the Cowboys, who, um, you know, they were missing Amari Cooper, and then C.D. Lamb got injured during the game. And like I've said multiple times over the last couple of years, Dak isn't some great quarterback. He's a guy that's surrounded with great talent that is a decent to good quarterback. And, you know, when you have that kind of talent, it makes you look a lot better. But um, he didn't have the talent, and the Cowboys scored nine points. Um, at the same time, the Chiefs offense – it's not like, aside from what, um, not last week, but two weeks ago against the Raiders, aside from that game, that offense hasn't been all that good, including last week against Dallas. So, you know, the Cowboys have a number of issues as far as I'm concerned, just because they beat, they, their defense has been playing better the last couple of weeks. That's just not enough for me. I still think their defense is bad. Um, Buffalo. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. There's definitely something wrong in Buffalo, man. Um, you know, they've had a number of letdown games after week one. You know, they had that bad second half against the Steelers and blew it. They went on a they, – they, they got really hot, and they were looking like they were ready to run away with the conference. And, um, and recently they've started to fall apart. So, um, I don't know, man. I don't know what their deal is. Maybe coaching, maybe the offensive line, um, but yeah, they got to figure something out, and they got to figure it out quick. And then Tennessee, they're the team that I have the most confidence in um, out of that group. They, you know, they they lost to the Texans. Yeah, okay, they had a letdown game, um, but like we said, man, they played seven playoff teams from last year and they're 7-0 and in those games. They've beaten all the best teams pretty much in the conference um, and yet they don't have Derrick Henry right now. That's hurting them but he is he is expected to be back right around the playoff time and so um, 
you know, if they can hold on to the number one seed and get a first round bye, just that's another week for Derrick Henry to um, um, get a little bit more healthy. And if they have him for the playoffs, they'll be ready to make a run. Well, since I this is my thing, I should just come up and put put my prediction in. Like I said, we'll start with Buffalo. I don't know what the hell's going on there. I think when when I watched the first week when they when they lost to Pittsburgh in a game that they were in control until the very end, I kind of wonder what's going on. Why why would you blow a game like that? Like even though it's one week and you're not going to judge one team for one game, but let's be honest. You guys sent the message, and they sent the wrong message after that first week. And then they got going. Their defense was the best in football. They had a great offense. Then they had a great Sunday night beatdown in Kansas City. <coughs> but since then, this team just looks flat, uninspired. And then there's there's that infamous Josh Allen versus Josh Allen on against the Jaguars. And that was a mess. Where Josh Allen, the defensive player, beat it. Josh Allen, the offensive player. He picked him off, he fumbled him, and he intercepted him. And it led to an upset win. The score was sucked, but that's how bad you play. And then, you know, they they blew up the Jets, which anybody could do. It's easy, a caveman can do it. And then they played the the Colts, and they just got bum-rushed by Jonathan Taylor. And they had no answers, no answers on offense. Now the Patriots are right there. And now you're right there. They've taken first place. And they could very well, like I said, Bills fans haven't had a lot to smile about in the last 20 years. And the fact that they had to deal with Brady and Belichick and them just destroying them for every year, being basically their bitch for, for years, it's almost like you've forgotten how much Belichick is still there and he still knows how to coach and he still knows how to put a team together. And here they are in first place and down the stretch. And that could be very critical because if the Bills really are a contender, they better beat the Patriots because if they lose to the Patriots, then we kind of know how what kind of team they are. And remember, a few weeks ago I asked you the question, could this team miss, miss the playoffs knowing how, how, ta- how hard and tall the AFC is? That still looks like a possibility. I might get one of my predictions right there. With Kansas City, like I said, they're a team that obviously they've been through the notions this year. They've been through tragedy. They've been through a replace of the old line, a terrible Super Bowl loss. And that was just the end of the last season in February. Here we are in the this season, and their defense has not played well at all. But... Remember, this is Steve Spagnolo. He is kind of a check going high when it comes to defensive situation. And all of a sudden this defense is starting to play better. And you know, they're 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 averaging only fifteen points, giving up only fifteen points per game over the last four weeks. So like I said, it's a weird it's weird. It makes no sense. Obviously, Mahomes, it, you know, I know he's not having the year he wants for his standards. But obviously, that dynamic is still there. But then you look at Tennessee, who's beaten both of those teams and has beaten contenders on the other side in the NFC. 
that they lay an egg to Houston. Okay, we could throw that away. It's not a big deal. But you throw it away because they overlooked the matchup coming up this week with the Patriots in a potential AFC championship preview. Hey, I'm not a. I look at the numbers. They could very well be. These two teams could very well see each other again. And obviously, you can't you can't overlook anybody. I think Tennessee is a good team. I think they have what it takes. I, Mike Vrabel is my favorite coach. But obviously, can you trust Ryan Tannehill? Can you t- trust him? And I don't know. I don't know. That's my question. But my team that I want to trust the most shockingly is the, is the defending AFC champs, the Chiefs, Big Red, the Rocket. They've been there. They've done it. Yeah, they've, they've had some rough days, but I think when it's all said and done, if they keep this up and they figure things out, when the smoke clears in that AFC, don't be surprised if they're playing for an AFC a third straight AFC championship, fourth straight AFC title game. Remember, Reese taking the Eagles to four consecutive title games. And he's probably going to do it again with the Chiefs here, possibly. So, we talk about the AFC. So, I'm going to give you the three NFC teams that I think. And we'll start with the Arizona Cardinals. What do you think of them? Do you think that as as a Jekyll and Hyde team, great on the road, mediocre at home, that's a... To me, being the one seed would be game over. Them being the five seed could be Super Bowl, could be a NFC Championship. It's very bizarre. Then there's the defending Super Bowl champions themselves, Tampa Bay, coming off a big win on Monday night. But Brady's at a point now where, you know, he can't always trust what he has, and the defense is still banged up and still has struggles against some teams. Can they make the run that they made a year ago? We'll see. And the third team is the team that I think could be the team that probably wins it, the conference, and that's Green Bay. But the Aaron Rodgers saga, like I said, it's not about him leaving. It's more about him being healthy. And today he talks about his toe. He has a bad toe. Like that, that, that played a role and they use an excuse to lose the Vikings on Sunday. But who knows? So... Of those three NFC teams, who do you trust? Well, Arizona has been the best team in the conference so far this season, but um, they've had some um, some issues here and there. And obviously, for the last few weeks, they they haven't had Kyler, Kyler Murray, so um, you know that that's, that hurts them. Um, but overall, they've been they've been playing in general at a really high level. Um, so, you know, like you said, they've played that be- they play better. They played better on the road than at home, but I wouldn't say going into the playoffs, they're better off playing on the road than at home. You know, that's just not the case. Um, the Packers are just, you know, they're the same team that they've been for the last few years, pretty much. They're, they're, they're Aaron Rodgers on offense, and basically Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, and that's pretty much it. Okay, deep defensively, 
they're okay, but it, they're, they're pretty much still it, it, the same same weaknesses that they've had over the last few years are the same weaknesses that they have now. So um, they just I don't see them as being a Super Bowl team. You know, they haven't they haven't been able to get over the hump in the past, and they're not going to do it again this year. And then the Bucks, they do have some injuries, um, but. Uh, I think a lot of those injuries, they'll they'll start to get healthy by the playoffs. By the time the playoffs come around, and um, and Tom Brady's Tom Brady, you know. <laughs> On top of that, he's got the talent around him, just like he did last year. That once we once we get into late December, into the playoffs, you know, he's gonna be he's gonna be. Um, playing at that high level and willing his team to victory. So I'm, I still have the most faith in the Bucks. And pretty much when you're, when you're talking about the playoffs and you're talking about Tom Brady, you can't, you know, you can't pick against him. I said it before, man. He's, he's just the man. Yes. But like I said, my, my take is with Brady, like I said, he's still Brady, and I still think that they're going to be there. <coughs> Unlike last year, they're going to win their division. So they're going to get a home playoff game. But I think the problem is they're not as good on the road as they were a year ago, and that's a concern. Can they actually go to Green Bay? Can they go to Arizona? You know, hell, if it if it has to come to that, could they go to Dallas, let's say? That's the question I would want to know because, you know, it seems like when you get to a certain age – you fall asleep behind the wheel, and the and the Bucks have done that this year at times. But we'll see what happens with Green Bay. I mean, yeah, it, it might be the same old Sable, but guess what? They're still going to be there. They're 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 going to be there. They could very well have home field advantage once again, just like a year ago. Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. Devontae Adams, you know they. Like I said, everything is what it is, but there are some question marks. Defensively, they they aren't as elite as they were in recent years. Obviously, the Vikings had a lot of success, and it led to the victory on Sunday. So, can you believe that they could be better, or could they be worse? We'll see. Arizona is the team I don't, I can't figure out. You're great at on the road, but you're terrible at home, or or mediocre at least. I mean, they go to Seattle. They more they they look more banged up than they were the week before, and they still beat Seattle. They still beat Russell Wilson by a, do, by a dozen, by 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 at least ten points. <laughs> but them on the road, it's weird that they're so good, and then at home they're just what they are. I mean, I trust the Eagles more than at home than the, than the Cardinals at this point. I mean, I don't know. But the team I trust most is Green Bay. From what I've seen and what I feel and the and the and the vibe I'm getting. Because I can trust I can trust Aaron Rodgers and I can trust them to be there to get all the way to the conference title game. Now all bets are off once they get there, but they're good enough. Like every year. So to me, in the AFC, you trust Tennessee. I trust Kansas City. In the NFC, you trust the Bucks, the defending champs, and I trust Green Bay. So we have a differing opinion. 
it's all good. We'll see what happens as we go down the stretch. Because the one seed is not a guaranteed. It's not been secured. Nobody secured it. And we won't know who will be the one seed until probably the new year. All right. All right, we're going to quickly go to our disappointments and our surprises for Week 11. Go ahead. Yes, yeah, so the, um, my disappointment is not just for Week 11, but for you know the last month or so of the season, and that's the Bills in general. You know, they've been... Um, They've been a team that they've, I guess we've already talked about. They've lost some against. They lost some games to some really bad teams, and then they just got blown out by Carson Wentz and the Colts. Um, it was a pathetic performance, and they're now out of not even in first place in the division. So um, they're my disappointment and my surprise. I got to go with um, the Eagles' offense here, man. I mean. Going up against uh, one of the best defenses in the NFL, the number one run defense in the NFL, and the Eagles gashed them. It was uh, it was a slaughter. The Eagles dropped forty points. Obviously, one of the seven of the points came off a Darius Slay interception, but um, nonetheless, the Eagles went went. Um, they, they took the Saints to the woodshed, and um, and that offensive line was just. Um, they played out of their minds. So Eagles are my surprise. Eagles offense is my surprise. Well, my disappointment is obviously Tennessee. You're, you've been been rolling the last several weeks. You, you, you've been beating teams, good teams, great teams, contending teams. And then you play the, the Texans and you get beat. You just get beat down by them. Them. And now you got to play the Patriots. Like I said, maybe they were overlooking. But you can't overlook in this league and think you're going to keep that momentum. Patriots are playing some very good football right now, especially on defense. They might be the best defense right now that I've seen. So, like I said, ask the Falcons that. The last four possessions with three different quarterbacks, they got picked off. So, like I said, if Tennessee can just... If, I don't know what I'm going to see on, on, on Sunday. I don't know what team I'm going to see, but I'm not happy about that. That are my disappointments. My Ravens are my surprise. I'm surprised without Lamar Jackson, they actually won a, a, a good road game. Even though, yeah, the the Bears are basically done. They're finished. But Brent Huntley, who's young guy who looks like he who looks older by face, looks older than me. And I'm 35 years old, and he's like 23, 24, looking like he's 44. Like I said, I mean, the, but kidding, all kidding aside, he he showed up and he did and he did his thing and he led into a game winner. So, like I said, Huntley played in the, in the fourth quarter of the of the divisional round against the Bills and did what he had to do. He could be a starter in this league down the road. He could be a starter. For a team down the road, if he if he keeps doing what he's doing, but I think Lamar Jackson will be back in the lineup. So, so yeah, Ravens find a way to win without Lamar is my surprise, and Tennessee obviously is my disappointment. Like I said, normally on Thursday we preview a game. We obviously will, but it's Thanksgiving Eve, so we have three games we have to preview. It's not the typical Thursday night situation. 
though we have a Thursday night game. So we do our tradition, the first two games, Detroit-Dallas for the umpteen time hosting a Thanksgiving game, game. And basically for like the fourth time in like the last six years, the Chicago Bears come to Ford Field. Now obviously it's a garbage matchup with three two teams with a combined record of 3-16-1. They're pathetic, both of them. But there's a lot of rumors going around that this could be the end of McNaggy. If you were in Chicago, you heard the chance fire Nagy. And it's getting to the point now where it could it could go into overdrive if they can't pull this game off here tomorrow afternoon. In the Thanksgiving opener, go ahead. Well, man, I bitch about this every year, and every year it's the same nonsense. The Lions are a joke. They don't deserve to be playing on a, on a, on a big stage like this on Thanksgiving Day. The fact that we have to watch this garbage team on Thanksgiving instead of like an actual game that could be decent and interesting to watch, it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a complete waste of time, okay? Um, I don't care about tradition that they've been playing Thanksgiving for however long. You look at this team over the last 50 years in the NFL, they've been probably the most inept team in all football. And they're never in the playoff race. They're always one of the worst teams in the NFL. And this game is always a, a terrible game that's barely even worth watching. So, um, you know, same thing every year. I have to say, I say the same thing. They gotta, they gotta tell the Lions that, that you're you're out. You know, you want to give the Cowboys a Thanksgiving Day game? Fine. You know, at least they're in the playoff race most years. Um, you know, if, if if you ask me, they should they should give that other game to the uh, an AFC team. And if you're looking at an AFC team that's consistently in the hunt. Um, I'd, I'd, be, I'd say they should really be having a team like the Steelers hosting a Thanksgiving Day game every season. But um, all that being said, with this game, um, like you said, Nagy could be gone. I don't know why he wasn't fired after last year. He's a bum. But he's still here. Um, Justin Fields is out. And uh, you know what? The Lions are still looking for their first win of the year, and I think they're going to actually get it this t- yet tomorrow. So um, I'm going to pick the Lions to actually win this game, and I'm going to put the final score at I'm going to say 26 to 23. Well, like I said, you could debate and bitch that to the front office or to Roger Goodell's office to say remove the Lions and put the Steelers in. Yeah. I'm sure Jerome Best would give you a, give you a shout out for that. <laughs> yeah, I know it. It sucks, but it is a tradition. They started it when they began their franchise back in the '30s, and obviously, yeah, it sucks. We have to watch this team play, and it's not great. It's not good. Bucket Aikman will probably fall asleep watch half halfway through the game because it would be so boring and bad. Both teams suck. And it's just what it is. Obviously, Jared Goff, if, if you make you, make you happy, 
Jared Goff will be playing on Sunday. I mean, tomorrow. Tomorrow He'll be back in the lineup. But really, it's a garbage game with two teams. The Bears, like I said, Justin Fields got hurt. So now Andy Dalton's back in. Whoop-dee, whoop-dee-doo, the red rifle, whatever. Like I said, I, I don't think this is going to be a good game at all. The Bears, they're basically done with Matt Nagy. They're finished. I could see them doing what <clears throat> what they did to the Raiders when John Gruden was set let, was sent packing, not show up and and just play with no with no adversity or no no desire at all. So I see the Lions winning this game too, and don't and don't count out the Lions, even though yeah yeah the, the record sucks. Half of, more than half of those games they could have had a chance. They have a chance. Once again, they almost could have beaten the Browns. So, like I said, Brown, like I said, Lions could have a chance. I think they win. And the final score, nineteen to thirteen. All right, now, now your bitching can end about that. Dallas continues the the tradition as the middle game of the triple header, and Tony Romo gets to see his team play, his team, his Cowboys play, but. <clears throat> but they have an interesting matchup. Another legendary franchise that people love to hate. The Raiders. But the Raiders are a mess. Obviously, the year they've had, the struggles, that the, the situation, all that, is getting to the point now where it's basically damage control from here on out. Derek Carr looks more and more uninterested and, and, and upset. And... Like I said, it's not a good matchup. The Cowboys obviously have struggled the last couple of weeks. Lost losers of two of their last three. But they're good at home. And this is a good and, and even though they haven't won a Thanksgiving game game since 2018, I think they'll win easily here. But that's my prediction. You go ahead with your your thoughts in this matchup. Well, um, like you said, the, the Raiders are in rough shape. Um, they haven't been playing well lately. Um, like I had mentioned, they, uh, they, they once uh, um, um, Gruden was out the door, you know, they, they, the team responded and won a couple games, but since then they've fallen apart. And, and they're, they're playing poorly, but the, the Cowboys are playing poorly as well. Like you said, they lost two of their last three. Um, Dak Prescott hasn't been all that impressive. Um, and uh, and the team itself just doesn't look the same. And um, on top of that, you're looking at this this um, receiving staff. Amari Cooper is going to be out again. C.D. Lamb suffered a concussion on Sunday. So it's it's it would seem like it's highly unlikely that he's going to play. I heard he's going to play. I, I heard he's passed it. He's going to play. Really? Yeah, I heard he passed protocol today. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think I think that's what I that's what I heard from from one source. I, that might not be the best source, but that's what I was told that he passed. Right. That he might pass, so he'll be in the lineup. No, Mari Cooper though, he's still out. Yeah, no, he is out, and um, so I mean that'll help. But I don't know, man. Something about this game. I think the I think the Raiders are going to end up with the victory here. Um, I just think, uh, 
I think the way that Dallas is playing, they're banged up. Their offensive line is banged up. Cooper's out. Um, the offense isn't playing very well. I think the Raiders are going to be able to put a points on them, and um, I'm going with the Raiders in this game. So I'm going to put the final score here at 30-20. to 20. Well, like I said, these are two teams that are hitting a rough patch in their season. The Raiders, it's been rough, basically, period. I mean, hell. They still haven't replaced Henry Ruggs' production, and I don't think they will. Deshaun Jackson basically finished. I think he's going to retire after this season. Maybe he gets one, one big play touchdown in this game. Raiders will come and show up. They'll they'll make it interesting. But like I said, the Cowboys are at home where they've been more better and more comfortable, and obviously Dak. But yeah, they 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 have struggled. They have lost three of their last four on Thanksgiving Day. And unfortunately, you know, it, it doesn't look like it, it. things could get better. They don't have Amari Cooper. Zeke Elliott still looks like the Zeke that we've known recently instead of the Zeke in his prime. And then obviously C.D. Lamb, we don't know. We believe he's going to play. Cedric Wilson, he didn't do much. He dropped balls. He's he, he, the, the reason why he's number four receiver <clears throat> is because he, he, he has troubles with drops. So... It's going to be interesting. Tyron Smith is actually playing. He did not play on Sunday, but he is in the lineup on tomorrow. So that might make a difference. We'll see. But like I said, this should be an interesting game. As much as I don't like to say this, and I've said this a lot, I think the Cowboys find a way and they'll get their and they'll get their act together released for this week. So Cowboys will will get a rare win on Thanksgiving where it seems like the last four or five years. And the final score, 32-23. to 23. Hmm. Obviously, since 2006, we've gone to a doubleheader. So the nightcap, the NBC, Al Michaels, well, it might be Al Michaels, Chris Cobb, but I mean, it might not be. It could be Tarika. We'll see. But... <clears throat> But whoever is calling this game will have an interesting of two teams who have struck, who are struggling right now. The Saints come home after a terrible road trip where they've lost their last three games. And then obviously, for the Bills, they're just, I don't know what the hell's going on with them. We've talked about them constantly on this show and not in a, good, and not in a positive way. But we'll see what happens here. This is a get-back game for Josh Allen and company. Try to get back in in the good graces in this AFC East that's throwing that they're throwing either throwing away or Belichick's taken from them here recently. So critical matchup in the in the nightcap of tomorrow. So go ahead with this matchup. Yeah, well, this is another game um, in which one of these teams. Their, their, their storyline is injuries, and that's the Saints, man. Um, you know, we already know about Trevor Simeon is playing quarterback. Alvin Kamara is out again. Um, Mark Ingram is listed as questionable. Um, Ryan Ramchek, the right starting right tackle, he's out. And um, now you can add um, Marcus Davenport, their defensive end, who leads the team in sacks. He's out this week, too. So... They got a lot of key key injuries again, and they're going up against the Bills team who needs a victory. Um, like 
we've already talked about, we've talked enough about the Bills. We already know that they're, they've been playing poorly lately. Um, and this is a game that they got to win. If they lose this, they're, they're, in, they're in rough shape, not just for the division, but for the playoffs in general. So this is a big game for them. And then on top of all that, the Saints, who do have a good defense, they just got steamrolled by the Eagles last week. And, um, and they're coming in this game after getting bullied like that by the Eagles' offensive line and the Eagles' running game. They're coming in this game with short rest. You know they're, they're going to be beat up uh, already. Um, they're going to have a tough time stopping the Bills. The Bills are in a rushing team outside of Josh Allen, but I, I see the Bills having a lot of success throwing the ball, and um, that Saints offense is just garbage. So um, I'm going with the Bills here with an easy victory, and I'm going to say the final score is going to be 34-16. Yeah, like I said, these are two teams that are desperate for a win. Like I said, they're both coming off embarrassing losses on Sunday. Obviously, for the Saints, it got destroyed by the Eagles, even though the score says it was a closer game. No, it wasn't. It was never close. And the Bills embarrass and maybe a wake-up call. They got to make some adjustments. If this, team's a, if this team is a Super Bowl contender, you better start showing it because now you're in a fight for the end of, for the AFC East title. And you, 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 know, you get a good situation here. The Saints are completely banged up. They're missing eight starters, and that's not going to be good. And, and and you can't lose to a team with missing eight starters, if, especially if you're the Bills team who is practically healthy. So, like I said, this is a critical matchup, mostly for for the Bills, because I think the Saints are in trouble. I think they're going to fall out of the postseason, out of the wild card after this week, and their chances of making the playoffs may take a hit. They may take a hit, so... Unfortunately for them, it's not good. For the Bills, they should. What will be a close game early will not be late. So I'm going to go with the Bills as well, easily. And the final score, 38-20. to 20. Okay. All right, well, that's all we have. Our Thanksgiving preview special and our, you know, Look back. Hope y'all enjoyed it. I know I did. I think I had a better episode today, so <laughs> I'd say that to y'all, so whatever. But that's all I have. That's all we have. Join us Sunday as we preview the rest of week 12. And potential for snow? Snow? A lot of places might see the white stuff here on Sunday, and, and even at, at flurries, but... Interesting stuff to think about weather-wise as we get to that time of the year where the weather becomes a factor as much as the games itself. So join us here on Sunday like always. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. Don't eat too much. Don't get sick. And when you shop this weekend, don't overdo it. Always watch your back. And like I said, just watch out. So still we'll see what we can do here. So that's all we have for this week. Or this episode, we'll see y'all Sunday.